0: Feel Fine by R.E.M.
1: This is Best Me's, and I'm Christopher Long.
0: And I'm Johnny Costana.
1: And we are in lockdown because of uh, the coronavirus, so we are actually recording this in our own homes, which you can probably tell by the audio, and it took us a little time to figure out how are we going to be able to do this.
0: Yeah, uh, I'm going to try and switch on my earpiece. I might screw us all up, but let, let me see.
1: All right. We're not really good with uh, uh, the technical uh, aspects of recording a podcast. So, I love uh, technology. Technology. Can you hear me? I can hear you. <laughs> I mean, you sound like you're, uh, you know... Actually, I'm just recording you shouting outside of your house. Oh, nice. Nice. I appreciate that. So so, um, basically, the coronavirus fear is uh, alive and well in the Long Reese household. Uh, We are, Jamie and I are both working from home. Jackson is out of school until further notice doing distance learning. And we are actually really Taking this seriously. No, you're uh, fucking terrified is what it, is what you're doing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you know what? At first I think it switched. Like I was like, dude, this is serious. And then I kind of relaxed. And then Jamie ramped it up. Like yeah, and- she went on a deep dive. We call that a deep dive. Onto, and, uh... <laughs> and I'm a I'm a news junkie anyway but I really need to stop reading the news because it's just not doing any good. Reading it's or just, watching
0: the news, yeah. It's just well, this, freaking me out. This started, like... Remember a couple weeks ago, like, you know, people were saying stuff, some people were saying bullshit, and then the basketball game. When the basketball hit, hap, game happened, shit
1: got real. Yeah, you know, and it's really unfortunate that... um the first basketball player diagnosed with the coronavirus was uh, a guy on my team.
2: Uh, uh, what we, team is oh, that, Chris?
1: Yeah. <laughs> the Utah Jazz essentially those shut guys. down the entire league. Yeah, he's definitely
0: one a the defensive player of the year this year, dude.
1: Hell yeah, he did. He shot, shut down every team. <laughs> shut down the whole league. And uh, you know what? The thing is, so there was footage of him. Touching a of all of the
0: mics, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, though, I looked when that, when Jamie and I were watching that footage, I was like, dude, that's something I would do. And she was like, oh, I know it is. Like, just you know, making a joke, being done. No, the-
0: and, and his defense, too, dude, yeah. I mean, it was it was not a good look. When, when it was announced he had it, and they started playing the footage, but, like, dude, oh, I knew the guy was joking. Like, Oh,
1: and Johnny, you
0: would totally do that. I would totally. I'd put my balls on their microphones,
1: dude. <laughs> well, you do, Well, actually, you've <laughs> done that when we've recorded our podcast. There we go. Doing it right uh, now. You can't see me. So there are, um, obviously, there are people that have jobs that are necessary and essential, like cops, uh, medical uh, personnel and rock star reps. Uh, no, we, energy salesman. Energy,
0: energy salesman. i you know, it's for the people, dude.
1: The Johnny, kids, I, I just want to thank you for putting your life on the line for liquid saving, cocaine. Yeah, you're, you're saving lives out there.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, well, dude, don't, dude, don't, don't, don't try and deny the other troops that are in the field. We got, we got Red Bull and Monster and Bang. They're all. All the troops are on the field doing their part right now, Chris.
1: <laughs> I mean, you're keeping seven eleven's uh afloat yeah, in this time of need.
0: Oh yeah, special uh special two for two for three dollar outbreak deal going on at seven eleven right now.
1: Oh shit, I gotta go there. I'm running low. And since we're in quarantine, <laughs> I my my rock star supply has uh it's dwindled. Been- Yes, it has. And so feel free to drop some off my doorstep. I'm not going to open the door until you have a test to verify that you're not carrying the virus. Can
0: you tell the audience what happened to your last rock stars, by the way?
1: Oh, yeah. These free. You know what? Now you're getting me angry. (laughs) So my son has like these five friends. They call themselves the casino crew. Um, we have a back garage, detached back garage, and we called it the casita, but they just started calling it the casino. Anyway, they'll come over and they'll sleep over. And I walked out there, you know, I was giving them some like blankets for the night or whatever. And they had like, there were like five of my rock stars cracked open and I'm like, oh, hell no. (laughs) They freaking jacked my goddamn rock star. I'm like, I'd rather have them stealing, uh, Jamie's white cloth. Right. You know? At least that'll do. Something. <laughs> I mean, and actually to be told, part of me was like, you fucking pussies. I would have stole the the white cloth because the thing is, I'll notice that the rock star has gone. If one's like missing, I'll notice it. Jamie, yeah. she would know. She, didn't have, don't she, she thought she drank it. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's just too busy drinking that shit. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so apparently I have to hide my rock stars now.
0: Hey, Chris, uh, uh, we never got to have White Claws because we got sober by then. But I'm going to assume that it's it's just flavored Zima.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's how Jamie kind of describes it. It's just like carbonated, you know, little bit of flavor. But the thing is, she was like, oh, you would have downed these so quick. I mean... I would love to be able to say that I was, like, drink, you know, whiskey or scotch. No, I was a (laughs) sissy. I totally would. I was, like, Mike's Hard Lemonade, you know. Oh, I remember those. Yeah, I would totally be on the freaking uh, White Claw bandwagon. Or
0: or Jack Daniels, uh, the Limburg Lemonade. And they had, like...
1: Oh, Limburg Lemonade.
0: Fuck yeah. Yeah, I
1: drank... Yeah, I drank that. I mean, but, you know, the whiskey... Yeah, I don't know, dude. Like Whiskey I just wasn't... looks cool. Whis- whiskey looks cool, but yeah. No, it does, but it I just don't think that it went well with cocaine. I'm sorry, that's I was, just me.
0: Uh, you know, Cord's light cocaine in the day and then cocaine and Merlot at night. We all know the story. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, we all have our preferences. <laughs> that's right. Uh now so... now
0: Chris is popping popping wheelies instead of popping pills these days.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so what uh has any aspect of your life changed because of the quarantine? Okay,
0: well, well, uh, we got this that school is shut down, kids are home, probably not going back this year. And you know uh,
1: what? I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, schools. Let's be honest, public schools are like a petri dish. Um,
0: yeah, and dude, in grade, in grade school, you just throw a little asterisk next to whatever. <laughs> that is and they're like all right just push them through they'll figure it out they'll figure it out i you know high school kids and stuff i'm sure it's more serious but my 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 little dude's in fifth grade that's not going to be that big a deal
1: but like i mean go on go ahead
0: i was just going to say that for the most part like they get the news that school's shutting down is and that so to 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 Nikki, it's a big deal. She's got to wake up. She's got to. She's got to. She's got to put the kids on their computers and homeschooling all day. For me, since I don't have jujitsu, I I just I wait sleep in an hour later and get off an hour earlier. So.
1: So this is because all right, there's no jujitsu shut down. Uh, the gym I go to, twenty four hour fitness, all those are shut down. And I'm working from home. So normally Monday through Friday, I'm getting up at five thirty. Now it's like I set my line for eight o'clock. <laughs> like I'm just like, whatever. And I have never got this much sleep. I think probably since I was in high school.
0: Dude, the sleep portion is cool, but like I've I've had a job where I've had a self job where my you know it was home office and anytime I was at home on my computer. And somebody walked in. They just there was no respect for me. It was right up to walking. uh, Can you do this errand, this or that? I'm like, it's not fucking Saturday. I'm working. This is this is working, and it would be met with a, yeah,
1: right. Why is the TV on then? (laughs) Yeah. Well, no, and actually, that's how I mean, because Jamie's working from home too. So Jackson, you know, are you making? Are you guys making a?
0: Do you guys make uh, finger quotes when you say working
1: from home? <laughs> you know what, Johnny? Just because you're out there uh, pimping star in the trenches doesn't mean we're not doing our part. Hey,
0: Chris, okay? Chris, not all heroes wear capes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so my one thing is that I wanted to support the small business. So uh, our comic book store, Comics, Toons, and Toys in Tustin, California. Uh, they were doing a curbside pickup so you could call in, order your comics, and walk there, call them, and they'll run out with them bagged.
2: That's so awesome.
1: I, yeah, I did that. I And actually, I just finished the comic and I'm a little bummed right now because now the comic distributor is not sending out any more new comics. Yeah, but hey,
0: you and I so are I getting think... a Now See, that's the thing that's cool too about the nerds is... Uh... You know, we, you, we have enough comics to where we can all trade and, and keep us going for a long time. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. No, no. Well, no, actually, crazy. you know what?
0: Professor Jeff and I can trade. You are terrified of us. And if I gave you one of my comics, because I'm still out in the real world. And it's you know what? It's, I'm going to take that back, too. This is how my life has changed. It's not just you guys. Uh, when I come home, no one is to touch me or be within six feet of me. I have to immediately take off my clothes and put them in a designated spot and get into a hot shower.
2: No shit. Yeah,
0: but here's the thing, dude. Hot shower's amazing. I wish I could have done that all along, <laughs> dude. Jokes <laughs> on you. Jokes on you.
1: I uh Yeah, so I mean, if you guys do give me a comment to read, I'm gonna need it uh disinfected. You- okay.
2: Yeah.
1: And and if we trade, you're just going to have to drop it on my front doorstep <laughs> and then you drive away and I'll come out and open the door and take it. Then. Are you sure? That sounds like contraband. That's going to be in Jamie's house. You know, well, we got to keep it on the DL, dude, because <laughs> she might she might uh, she might shut that down.
0: No, I'm, wa- so- I'm, dude, I'm watching people react to this. There's people that are just like, yeah. And then there's
1: there's people that are
0: seriously on the scared spectrum too.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are people I know that, like my parents, they are in that bracket for, you know, if they get it, they'll probably die. Um, so they're not going out. I, we actually played, uh, we did a remote uh, Uno game last night with my parents and my mom was, um, she was pretty drunk. And she was, like, flipping us the bird uh, via FaceTime, but uh, they don't leave their place. Um, no, and I, yeah, know,
0: my, but... my mom and, and her husband, too, same thing. And my dad in here. Everybody, everybody's doing the same thing. And I, and I think when they do need to go out and get some po- supplies, like, uh, certain places, like, Costco is giving them two hours for, like, you have to be over... 65 and you get to go in two hours before anyone else did you hear about that which is pretty yeah, that's pretty yeah
1: cool. I have that, that is cool um well anyway so we really wanted to record this episode because we have a captive audience and you guys don't have anything better to do than listen to our podcast exactly um and so go on, on this episode what sorry
0: I'm interrupting.
1: Go ahead. Yeah, don't fucking interrupt me, asshole. See, normally, if we we're in the same room, I could shoot you dagger looks. <laughs> but but now you're just going to have to pick it up through uh, my tone dagger of Dagger looks, dude. Right. They're
0: finger
1: guns. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, hey, speaking of that, did you see uh, uh, my post that I got a crossbow? No. Oh, dude, you got to check my Instagram feed. I ordered a $40 crossbow from Amazon. Is, dude, it's seriously legit. Is it the
0: little one it, that, like, they used to have in the Sharper Image magazine that I always wanted?
1: No, dude, this is legit. Seriously, like, it could kill somebody. That's what I'm banking on. So, you know, if you try to break into my house, you're just being warned right now. You're probably going to get, like, a little... uh five inch uh arrow stuck in hey save that talk for your wife <laughs> <laughs> oh i am in a nine inch arrow. <laughs> there you go there you go good good thing um so anyway on this episode we are going to be talking about the netflix uh series tiger king oh yeah uh, full disclosure i only watched the first episode because he's johnny nagged me too but uh I, I can already tell I'm going to binge watch it. Yeah. Uh, and then we're going to do uh hashtag comic head segment. Yeah, and we're
0: going to do a top five, what is it, disaster movies, books, and film. We just did like a super
1: one. Yeah, like a, a post-apocalyptic movies, comic books, books, or television shows. And I'm, uh, I'm
0: going to say ahead of time, too, we apologize for the audio, but you know what? You guys at home aren't making a podcast. We're doing this for you guys, so. Bear with us.
1: Yeah. We're doing it for our tens of fans. Yeah. And and I just really want to hear Lou call and give a shit about how bad this episode sucks. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> Worst episode <He's>, ever.
1: <laughs> he has seriously gotten really bitter since moving to Texas. Yeah. Come on. Come back.
0: Come, come see some palm trees, Lou. We miss you
1: uh well hold right. after us. the quar- after the quarantine's lifted yeah. and
0: jamie says it's
1: okay <laughs> <laughs> oh that's not gonna happen all right well let's get this episode all started. right start the show
2: ladies and gentlemen introducing out of costa mesa california two of the mias podcasters in the game both brazilian jiu-jitsu artists with a background in being family men chris and johnny from best frenemies we told you on this day you savages what's up bitches and now back by popular demand it's time for Best Frenemies Top 5 List.
1: All right.
0: Thanks for that intro, Donnie Darko.
1: All right. So we are on the second part of our quarantine episode. Uh, we listened to the banter section. Johnny, uh, yay yeah or nay, how does this sound?
0: It, it is not... It's not our normal podcast, but hey, this is better than nothing.
1: Maybe some of our fans will say that's not true. Nothing would be better. Yeah. (laughs) Well. And I can name them. Billy, Lou, Juggs. Oh, speaking of which, Juggs just tagged me in that stupid push-up thing. Fuck Ah. him.
0: Yeah, yeah, fuck exercise right now. Jeez.
1: I'm I'm sleeping in. I ain't got time for that.
0: Dude, you're you're eating tri-tip off your bare chest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So uh, top five is uh, this month or this month. This uh, episode is top five post-apocalyptic books, TV shows, movies, um, and television shows. So I'm going to let you start off with your what's your number five my number five
0: is uh god i love this movie starting out like chris and i'm going with Sean of the dead simon peg
1: you know what that is not bad i like Sean of the dead
0: and you're a sucker for shot for uh simon Pegg too
1: yeah no no i do. hey and uh, the boys television series Star Trek, I love him. You know, yeah. He's, so he's one of those unsung actors that he just has a knack. I mean, he's never like, for the most part. I mean, Shaun of the Dead's a little bit different. He's never like the leading man, but he does a hell of a job.
0: Well, let's let's you know the the uh, elevator pitch of Shaun of the Dead is his his uh, girlfriend is leaving him because he does the same routine every day. He Plays video games with his friend. Um, he And he just wants to go to the pub and drink at night, basically. So what?
1: what's her problem with him
0: then? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so when the apocalypse happens, what? where do they hold up? But they go to his pub where he goes to at night. And uh, he's super equipped for the whole uh, sheltering in place, if you will. And uh, I think people will enjoy it right now, especially. They should check
1: that out if they haven't seen it. Actually it is. It is very good. Uh all right. My number five is a comics book, uh series hey, don't don't it, condescend my pick, motherfucker. <laughs> it was it's uh Why the Last Man by Brian K. Vaughn. It was a Vertigo uh comic that ran from two thousand two to two thousand eight and the main character, a young guy, um uh, Yorick Brown is a, a magician and he wakes up and he finds that every male he's the last remaining male on the planet like there was a virus that killed them all off but somehow he survived with his pet monkey and you know so i think you know at least every team well no i'm just gonna say every male's fantasy is to be the last man on the planet you know wait I mean,
0: but so- is there is there uh a- other women on the planet still?
1: Yeah, yeah. He's the only man. It's all women.
0: Oh my god! You know what? The first thing I would do then is I would walk around to every chick and say, "See this dick right here? This is like four inches bigger than the, than any other penis that was ever on the planet."
1: Well, Johnny, I mean, while every man died, it doesn't make all the women stupid. No one's gonna buy that. <laughs> shit. I mean, Jesus Christ! But anyway. <laughs> So, all of a sudden, what? They just don't know basic, like, what? They don't know what a ruler is? I I don't know.
0: It's your stupid fucking book. Figure it out.
1: I mean, Chris, way to step up my fantasy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, it was, I actually read every comic in that series, and it was a fantastic, a fantastic run. I highly recommend it. Alright, what's your number four?
0: Hey, Chris. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't feel very good, does it, Chris? All right. My number four, dude, Mad Max to the Road
1: Warrior. You know what? And the thing is, the first Mad Max, Juggs is probably gonna be pissed off because, you know, the whole Australian thing. Uh <laughs> dude, I didn't like the original Mad Max, but the Road Same. Warrior. Yeah, the first one was lame, dude. I hated it. But- it was just—it was super low
0: budget compared to the—the the, you know. Oh, the I road think
1: Warrior. Oh, that was the best.
0: No, and the little guy, the little, the little kid with the long hair and the boomerang. Yeah, that's my spirit animal when I do jujitsu. That's all. That's who I think about. <laughs>
1: You know, every time I think about him throwing his uh, boomerang with, like, the razors on it, and the one guy tries to catch it and cuts off all his fingers. <laughs> He's all, I got it! I got I... it! <laughs> it's the uh... best,
0: dude. And you know what? I got to feel that feeling when I was uh, driving to Sam's Club to get toilet paper. I was like, <clears throat> <"They... laughs> that was toilet paper was my, uh, my petrol that day. I was like, they better have my fucking toilet paper.
1: So you know what I don't know if that was a smart move Admitting that you have toilet paper Because I mean That's in short supply man And You know people know where you live 45 (laughs) rolls I got (laughs) So what that's gonna last you uh, What like three days Oh yeah totally A lot of poops
0: (laughs) You know what Chris I'm at work all day Oh my god dude and why I'm at work they have shut down every store is telling people that you can't use the restroom now, nor would I want to. But like so if I gotta if I got a number one or number two, I gotta I gotta hold that or drive home.
1: Oof really?
0: Yes. So uh avoiding bran for breakfast and uh <laughs> and and one cup of coffee. One cup of coffee won't kill me. So
1: Well, it's a good thing you don't do blow anymore because I mean, dude, that shit <laughs>
0: Dude, I got to poop just thinking about the word blow.
1: (laughs) There was a guy I know who used to take actually would snort blow while he was sitting on the toilet because he knew he was going to have to be there in a minute anyway.
0: Yeah, he should have just thrown it in
1: the toilet and alleviated the middleman. I know. Absolutely. All right. My number four. The 19. I actually when I looked up the date, I was actually kind of surprised. But uh, the 1995 film, 12 Monkeys.
0: I enjoyed that movie. I wish Brad Pitt's part was bigger, because I really liked Brad Pitt's character in that.
1: You know what? And I had this conversation. Maybe it was even with you, but, uh, you know, I think a lot of times actors finally get an Oscar, but their best role, they were, like, overlooked. And I think sometimes they go back and say, yeah, he probably should have got an Oscar for that, but we're going to give him for this. Brad Pitt should have gotten an Oscar for Twelve Monkeys, Best Supporting Actor. He did such a good job in that.
0: Film. Yeah, but I don't think he was in it enough to get supporting actor.
1: I don't know, man. Well, he anyway, was,
0: he was great though with the fucking crazy eye. Loved him. Loved him.
1: It was, uh, I mean, an incredibly dark film, and the very ending when you find out like the guy's haunted by this childhood memory and you kind of realize what happened uh dude super uber depressing (laughs) like it was just not like an uplifting film but i mean i guess when is the end of the world uh uplifting hey when's the last
0: when's the last time you watched that movie
1: oh man it's been man i don't know maybe like 10 years
0: i wonder if it still holds up can you watch it on your uh staycation i mean work that you're doing from home. Can you watch that and let
1: us know? You know what, Johnny? Don't hate me because I'm working from home and you're out in the trenches peddling rock star. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll get on that tomorrow.
0: Well, no, because some movies, like Reality Bites, I remember loving in the 90s, and then I watched it again, and it was horrible. It was I was embarrassed for myself
1: for liking it. You know what? Yeah, no, I'll watch 12 Monkeys again. I'll check it out. Okay. All right. What's what is your uh number three? My
0: number three, uh, I just watched this with Donnie Darko. This was our camp out, our camp out Saturday night movie. <laughs> and uh caught some flack from the relatives for showing them this movie during the times we're in right now. But we watched uh Outbreak.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good choice. Good parenting.
0: It has parenting. A, it has a cute monkey in it, dude. You got to
1: you know what? I've never seen that movie. What? <laughs> what a
0: surprise!
1: You know what? All your favorite movies—you're like, oh my god, this is my number one favorite movie. I'm like, yeah, I've never seen it. <gasps> like at this point, I don't even know why why you're surprised. Yeah, no, this is a
0: basic phone call for everyone at home. This is this is Chris and I on the phone every day.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Chris. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that the best movie? Uh, I've never seen it. <gasps> what? Yeah, Pissing him right. off. So. Uh, my number three pick, the nineteen seventy eight novel *The Stand* by Stephen King. Ooh. I mean, you can't have a top five post apocalyptic uh, list without referencing *The Stand*. And actually, wait, wait, give us the give us the the show. Is
0: that the one where they're uh they're like forced to a walk? Flu?
1: No, this is like a freaking killer flu like kills off like 98% of the population. Uh, and so the group in there two clusters of civilization, one in Vegas and then one in Colorado and Colorado the good one. And they're essentially the war, you know, it's, a, you know, a war against good and evil. And, but so Stephen King recently, he did this Twitter post. He was like, no, do not, compare the coronavirus to the stand it's nothing like the stand and some guy responded to him going like the stand have you even read that book it's <laughs> <laughs> pretty funny that's awesome but uh the st- i mean this is i think the work that stephen king will always be remembered for is the stand and uh you know, I think it's very timely right now. So, anyway, what's your number two? I'm more of a Christine guy, Chris, but that's cool. Um, my have you even book, read that book? <laughs> I didn't even know who I was till I read that book. <laughs> you know, what, actually, I'm gonna be totally honest with you, Johnny. Anytime you said you have said you've read a book that's been made into a movie, you automatically first,
0: assume that my I only first saw the thought is movie. like.
1: You're such a fucking liar. You just watched the movie. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, because I know one of your picks is going to be that. So go ahead. What's your number two? You motherfucker.
0: Number two is a TV show
1: because Mike TV loves TV.
0: Always have, always will. And uh, this this was on, I believe, Fox for like four years. It was... (laughs) It was when Don dude when Donovan was like five, this was his favorite TV show. And it was it's uh The Last Man on Earth with Will Forte. Oh yeah, that
1: was on FX. Yeah, yeah. I watched the first the first season. Oh I liked it. was it. so I, good. No, it was actually it was good. Uh so
0: so let me just tell you, we I uh had my pirate friend stop by my house and uh give us the first three seasons. And uh, we watched it, and the, the show actually starts out with a written uh, intro, and it says, in the year 2019, uh, a mysterious virus wipes out the, the human existence, except for most of the human existence. So that's where it starts out. So, like, can't get more closer to what we're going through right now.
1: Well... I would be one of the survivors cuz I'm staying at home. I'm not going to 7-11s across Southern California. So they
0: never really explain why he so it starts out with just him and he is he's driving around from state to state writing on uh uh billboards uh alive in Tucson, Arizona. But he obviously travels every state looking for survivors. Can't find anyone. So he comes home. He picks like the biggest mansion in his neighborhood. He's uh he does all kinds of funny shit that you would love to do if you could, like, like uh, he's got all like every famous painting is hanging up on his walls. He's he's blowing his nose with with like the, you know, Declaration of Independence. He's he's fucking. He has like the the Oval Office rug in his house. It's pretty hilarious.
1: <laughs> well. There's the, the, he, I'm not, you know, it's been off the air for a while, but, uh, he hooks up with a surviving woman who's, you know, not, maybe not the prettiest. Conv- yeah. Okay. Not conventionally beautiful. Okay. Chris, but
0: before he hooks up with that, like he, it had been four years since he talked to anyone and he was going crazy. Like he was, uh, he was he was his almost girlfriend that he kept driving by was a mannequin that he (laughs) that he kept that he kept like talking to through the window and uh he watched the movie castaway on a power generator and he sees tom hanks talking to the uh to the volleyball and he's all that's stupid that would never happen and then all of a sudden it shows him on his birthday he drives to his local bar and in there is he has like a basketball a tennis ball and uh He has named them all, and three of the balls were named uh, Terrence, Trent, and Darby.
1: (laughs) Actually, I don't know if I picked up on that.
0: Oh, my God, dude. I was peeing my pants laughing, dude. And he kept kept pouring shots, and he's like, Terrence, you want one? No? Trent, you want one? Darby? No? Good? Okay. Just me?
1: (laughs) All right. Well, I thought that was an elevator pitch.
0: Yeah, well, fuck it.
1: Everyone's at home. All right. It's not like they got to get back to work. My number two pick is the novel that came out, self-published in 2011, called Wool by Hugh Howey, Uh, and it. The premise is uh, the world, um, some you know catastrophic event that you cannot venture outside or you'll die. So everyone, there's this uh, basically this whole community that lives in a silo uh most of it's underground but part of it comes up and if you're punished or you do you know commit a crime you're sent outside and the expectation is is you're going to clean the windows so everyone inside can look oh shit outside and so it's a big deal like everyone's like hey you're gonna clean the windows right you're gonna clean the windows and all you know everyone Cleans the windows and then they walk a few steps and then they die. Um, and so this, it's whole essentially it's a murder mystery. Um, and you know what, you can get if you have uh Amazon Prime, I think you can get the book, download the book for free on Kindle. Um, it, it's a great book. Um, I mean, I'm a sucker for these little you know, uh post-apocalyptic, like, society kind of reforming. Um, anyway, it's good. What's your number one? Oh, well, my number one is actually a novel, too, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> did you watch the movie?
0: Yeah. Actually, I did see the movie after it came out. But the only reason why I read this book, if I'm we're being honest here, since it's just you and me talking, uh, Entertainment <laughs> Weekly actually named this uh, book of the decade when it came out. And so I was like, well, fuck it, dude. I gotta go check it out. And this is when I really wasn't reading a lot of books back then. And uh it is The Road by McCormick McCarthy. Is that right?
1: Cormick McCarthy. Cormac
0: McCarthy. McCormick's is uh sure. makes delicious seasonings. Sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, but I also read the book. Uh it's okay. Man, it was it was bleak. Well no, it was, what are you
0: talking about, bleak, dude? It literally describes a Saturday with me and Donnie Darko. It's just a father and a son he doesn't know what he's doing he's out there trying to find him some fucking food <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh it you know it's, what it was it's them against it, it, the
0: world he's teaching them how to fight
1: dude it was a great book I, I you know what and I actually haven't watched the movie. Oh. I read the book. I don't know. Once I read the book, I generally just have zero interest to watch the it, movie. The movie
0: wasn't that good. The movie wasn't that good. The book was insane, though. And it was yeah.
1: it what it, it it's sad.
0: It's, it's not a happy book, but it's
1: But it's, well, you know, I mean, seriously, we're talking about like. I mean. The end of the civilization as we know it in all these properties. And it's like, are those really happy books? Like, I mean, are they happy movies? It's just like a really, I mean, they're they're fucking dark, dude. It's a dark genre. It was,
0: it was awesome. I really enjoyed the book though. At the same time. I thought it was, I thought it was really
1: well-written. Oh no, it was great. No, it was incredibly well-written. You know what? And I actually think the stand and the road are the two, pinnacles of the this genre I mean I think they are the what you look toward I mean maybe the stand should have been my number one but uh anyway for books I think they are the where you should go uh if you're looking for you know if you want to go into that place (laughs) there you go yeah if you just want to be depressed uh those are the books all right my number one pick you initially had picked this for your list and I threw a hissy yeah, it you- and told you, yeah, I, it, I, I use the analogy that it would be like me picking uh, a Guns N' Roses album <laughs> yes. uh, for one of my You lists. did say that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my number one pick is uh, 28 Days Later came out in 2002 I actually saw this in the movie theater, and I generally don't. I'm not a big horror guy. I think we all know that, or a movie theater uh, guy, for that matter. Yeah, that well, no, that's true too. Uh, and it's ironic because I went to film school, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, so it was directed by Danny Boyle, and it was written by uh, Alex. <coughs> excuse me, Alex Garland, and he is probably Alex Garland. My at this point, my favorite uh, filmmaker, uh, he is did, uh, wrote and directed Ex Machina. Um, he has the new show on Hulu called *Dev*. Spoiler alert. That's going to be my recommendation this episode. Um, but this was the first film that he wrote. His novel Beach was adapted by uh, Danny Boyle, but uh, 28 days later. And so I have the script. And he wrote um, in the beginning of the of his script in this book that he lost track how many drafts of this film uh, he wrote after like the forty eighth draft. I mean, he just rewrote the hell out of it, and he listed everything. You know, Dawn of the Dead, everything that came before. Night of the yeah. Living Dead. No, he plays
0: homage to every.
1: Oh yeah. And I mean he doesn't shy away from it. He's like, you could not write a zombie. No, film and he, and he without... said that in
0: an interview I heard him. He said that he, you know, he had to give credit where credit was due. And without all the all the everyone that came before him, he couldn't have written it.
1: Yeah. And it he I, to me, everyone, so I mean, I probably read the script, you know, once every year, uh, because it is just perfectly written. I mean it Scripts generally, I mean, only, you know, people that want to be a writer or, you know, our writers read them, but this, I mean, it reads like a novel. It's very visual. It's just the pacing is incredible and it's just a very tight story. And I think Danny Boyle, I mean, they made it when I watched it, it almost felt like it was like found footage. I mean, it felt like you were there, um, I mean, even like how they described shutting down their scenes of him walking around London, and how they—oh yeah—we had like twenty minutes where we could shut down the traffic, and so behind, like you see, and you just a desolate, empty landscape, and they show pictures of behind that there's just thousands of peoples and uh, people behind them. Uh, cars. Everyone's just kind of watching them, and they're like, "We had to do it so quick. We we're on such." a... Oh yeah, no, place. they
0: shut. There uh, was was that filmed in London? Yeah, they shut yeah. London down. Like, but it was like it was like guerrilla style, style filmmaking.
1: It was. I just think it is one of the the best. I mean, to me, it's the best zombie flick out there. Um, I just think it's great, and I think both of them, Danny Boyle and Alex Garland, are fantastic storytellers and so that's my number one pick that's our top five and that was like, i'm looking at the, the time longest top five minutes, ever like, yeah i know seriously we're <laughs> clocking in 25 I know. minutes jesus i mean I, i'm starting to think that you know maybe i've just been isolated from people <laughs> and i i'm just l- liking the sound of someone's <laughs> voice besides my that's, family I don't right know. Yeah, well good.
0: all tiger now i understand
1: whoa <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah okay so this is a segment where we're gonna talk about the brand new uh netflix series tiger king and and, and hey
0: we were talking about this on the phone we understand that this thing
1: caught fire and it's been everywhere and- so So you brought it to my attention about seven days ago. The day it came out, I was like, holy shit. And I'm like, okay, uh, I got to watch it. And, you know, just with everything going on. By the time I finally watched it, it's everywhere. Everyone I know is going, hey, have you seen Tiger King? Have you seen Tiger King? I mean, memes. There's like jujitsu memes that make reference to uh, the show. Um, and it is, you know, I, I think a combination of the quarantine and people are just sitting around in their home and it's just a really, uh, messed up show. Did you say, did you say messed up? (laughs) I said messed up, don't mess with it, (laughs) but you know what? So this is the problem. So even before I got to the episode, there's like a meme going around that, you know I'm just sitting here trying to seduce straight men with meth making reference to Joe Exotic. I didn't see any meth use going on. All I saw was evidence of like missing teeth.
0: Yeah, little little disappointed that they didn't actually show like a Joe Exa- Exotic party night, if you will. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I kind of felt like it could have been I would have gone the like uh Sasha Baron Cohen with like the Queen biopic like showing Freddie Mercury's like debauchery. Yeah, we want display.
0: We want the parties with the naked midgets
1: running around
0: where people are doing cocaine out of their sombreros. Exactly.
1: What- and I felt that I don't know if it was the Netflix or the directors and producers. They were like, okay, let's pull back. Let's not show the like the meth sex extravaganzas. uh, I was a little disappointed with that. But anyway. I, I, so believe Johnny,
0: that you, I believe you told me that you wished that the movie was rated. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what winks and fucks like a tiger? Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. So, Johnny, why don't you tell us a little bit about what this documentary, besides... A, a gay man seducing straight guys with math what else is it about
0: i mean that's just that's just the gravy of it i mean it starts out as a uh, a guy that has uh over 250 tigers in, on uh on his park his makeshift white trash zoo
1: and, in the uh, middle of oklahoma like the, yeah just like nowhere
0: <laughs> and you think like and when you're watching it you're like Oh, man, this guy is fucked up. And then all of a sudden you meet the next, like, Tiger Sanctuary owners. There's there's the guy that is, like, the polygamist and has, like, I don't know, six wives. <laughs> then you're like, okay, well, maybe there's just, like, two of them on here.
1: So the beginning, single... <laughs> the beginning of the, the first episode, they go into, they're showing, like, clips from people throughout the series. And one guy's saying, like, all right, you know, like, monkey people? I mean, they're kind of weird. But then, big cat people are just fucking crazy. And it really, they are. Like, from this documentary, they look, they're all just fucking crazy.
0: It's its basically the island of the misfit toys.
1: Dude. <laughs> like. And they, so I remember, like, four years ago, reading an article about this guy who owned a zoo who allegedly put a hit out on someone and got arrested for it and i remember like reading and going wow that's kind of fucked up and then this documentary so this is a quote from jamie we got through the second episode and she was like we got to take a break like I'm getting anxiety because it's just so fucked up. Like it was, just, it never stopped. It just kept adding. And everyone like you and my other friend, uh, peeps, when I said like, well, Hey, I, I watched like the first episode and they're like, Oh my God, it gets crazier. And it does, it doesn't stop. And you kind of think like, I mean, how many episodes are they going to be able to do on this story? And it just keeps building. I would have watched 700 episodes. <laughs> oh no, and I would have kept I would have kept watching it. Like to me it's like it could be like a network show with like a season of 24 episodes. Like I would watch every episode. Like I mean like- I mean Joe Joe
0: is a talented man. He he not only uh had tigers and flaunted his gayness but he uh he had his own radio, he had his own podcast, he had his own television network. Uh, did magic? Well, magic okay, was... hold
1: on, real quick, real quick. Him saying he had his own television network is like you and I say we have our own radio station. <laughs> like, That's neither I...
0: here nor there. Not to mention, the... not to mention, legit
1: country singer. <laughs> you know what the thing is, and I kept i I read comments online like people really wanting. Like, the rumor is that he's like a Millie Vanilli. Like, he's just lip-syncing, and he didn't really sing that. Because his voice does not match up with his singing voice. Oh, not at all. Not at all. Not at all. And, like, the videos that they intercut with the documentary, you're kind of like, dude, it looks like he's not even lip-syncing right. No, he's just, he's just too busy touching everyone he walks by. <laughs> so... The thing, the guy, the main character, Joe is exotic. So he's gay. He has a mullet. He's really big into guns. He has this... Oh, and
0: exploding shit.
1: Yeah, he'll blow up shit. He has this arch nemesis, uh, Carol Baskin, who runs this big cat rescue sanctuary, and she's trying to get joe and actually every big cat private owner um outlawed shut down like yeah she's campaigning to get it all shut down and she's more fucked up than all of them but then the thing is it's weird about her it's like the only thing that she's doing differently is she's not breeding animals and you know not breeding these big cats no she just
0: gets all these sides all these people busted and then takes their cats in the settlement
1: yeah (laughs) she takes all the cats and she's running a freaking zoo and she has everyone working for her for free yeah and there's a there's a hierarchy
0: of colored shirts that the staff (laughs) wears like and and if you're if you're a blue shirt, she's not even going to talk to you. And you work your all the way up to red shirt. And then there's a royal blue shirt. <laughs> like, dude, it is batshit crazy.
1: So she and the her little, I mean, so it's interesting, too, because every character, I mean, I, got, I can't even call him a character. Every person that they show, it's like they give some of their backstory and they're all fucked up. It's just a cast of fucked up characters. And Carol's story is she had an affair with this very wealthy man. The man allegedly was afraid of her and was in the process of getting a divorce. Then all of a sudden he disappeared. And the yeah. rumor is she fed him, killed him and fed him to her tigers. Cause apparently Tigers can eat bone and like their stomach, they have such acidic like acid in yeah, in their stomach that it just completely dissolves the bone. So the rumor is that she fed her murdered uh husband to the tigers, and he's never been found. There's been yeah. no well, evidence.
0: And exotic Joe has been saying for years, check that septic tank.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. So Joe. Has been on this years long like campaign against Carol Baskin. Like, I mean, talking about like having the like a dummy dress up like her and freaking shooting it in the head. He wrote a song about her and had like a lookalike.
0: Yeah. Here, uh, Kitty Kitty is the name of that hit, Jam. Don't you forget it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and where, <laughs> where she in the music video is like, and I guess the song is about her feeding. These cats, her dead, chopped up husband. Uh but yeah, it's so Oh yeah.
0: The the uh the rumor has it that she uh grinded up her husband in her meat grinder for the tigers.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot the meat grinder. It's uh and she of course is like, oh, that's just ridiculous. I don't know, dude. She's kind of crazy. Like, yeah, she's if- got the crazy eyes. Dude, it would not surprise me.
0: And... No, and you know what's funny, too, is like, I mean, I'm sure Firefest would have been this big if it came out during quarantine, too, because it, it was. <laughs> but uh, all the celebrities that are coming out and talking about Tiger King, like Jared Leto from 30 Seconds to Mars says he wants to record one of the songs. <laughs> Dude,
1: shut up. Did he really?
0: Yeah. And he and then... had he had a Tiger King viewing party.
1: <laughs> cardi b came out yesterday saying that she is doing a GoFundMe for joe exotic i assume yep. for like a, a legal defense fund uh it- and joe exotic so he is suing netflix and the producers for 93 million dollars i don't know exactly <laughs> yeah. why
0: yeah no the, the list of why is hilarious too I, I don't have it all in front of me and
1: all- then but he also is pleading with Donald Trump for a pardon. Of course. <laughs> of course. But you know what? It wouldn't even surprise me if Donald Trump pardoned him.
0: It was also announced this week that Kate McKinnon from Saturday Night Live is producing and starring in a TV show about Carol. Oh, dude, shut up. Really? Yeah. So now all these other stars are like, I can play him. Let me play him. Like, I think uh, uh, Burt. Uh, what is it? The stand-up comedian Burt Chrysler. Chrysler. I don't know. He he wants to play the. Uh, <laughs> we you, we didn't even talk about the Las Vegas couple, the swinging couple that used baby tigers to uh, yeah to add seduce. girls to their marriage.
1: I mean, that was smart.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Dude. I mean, I I couldn't begrudge. I mean, the pictures that they had of these girls that uh, they allegedly seduced. Hey, not a bad poll. No, dude. They were like, they were like first ballot Hall of Famers. Yeah, uh, uh, and so it is the show. I
0: mean, it's at this Burt, point, I it's Bert Kreischer, the stand-up comedian. By the way, I just had to look him up.
1: Oh, who was it? Bert Kreischer. Oh, the, I, mean, uh, I don't even know. I don't even know that is.
0: The one that does the machine stand-up special. The one that always takes off his t-shirt.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Who, who is he going to play?
0: He wanted to play the uh the one of the the Texas guy that always wears the hat. The I I'm not I'm sorry, the uh, Las Vegas guy with the with the
1: car. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that would work. That would work. Uh
0: He said so I what... was born to play this role as him <laughs> buying for that.
1: It is I mean, obviously so the series came out was released like what 9 days ago. Yeah. And by this point, I mean, we're super late to the party, which is on me because I had to watch a series and I, you know, so, but it is a fantastic, it's one of the best things that I've seen on Netflix, I think. It's it's
0: definitely something to put on and just get away from the media, get away from the news and uh, enjoy, enjoy with anyone 18 and over. This is not a kid friendly doc.
1: You know what, but the one one comment, the one last comment I would like to make. So allegedly Joe Exotic he was married to two men at the same time. Yeah. And the allegedly both of them are straight. Like one of them came out and said, Yeah, no, I've I've always liked girls.
0: You yeah, know? no, and he he got he got the the uh receptionist pregnant in marriage. Yeah
1: so I mean, the whole thing is that apparently, I mean, and Joe Exotic at one point in the documentary says he just is really attracted to the straight guys and that he just gave him drugs, pot and meth, to be in a relationship with him. So I have done pot and I have done meth, among other things, and I have never once thought, hey, I would hook up with that guy who gave me that.
0: Yeah, but did you ever have a tiger in the
1: mix, too, Chris? But that's the thing, too, is that they kept saying they're interviewing these people like, well, I mean, who wouldn't want to touch a baby tiger? And, and truth be told, I would love, I would love to play with a baby tiger. But I'm not going to suck dick yeah. to play with a baby tiger. Yeah, no, we when we
0: went to Can, Cancun or, no, Cabo San Lucas, we we played with some baby tigers. But I didn't play with any dicks, Chris except your own right yeah
2: right
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh well anyway so i uh i love tiger king i give it uh a two best friend of me's thumbs up
0: yep go check it out
1: all right thanks
0: well we know where we Okay, it looks like we're at the recommendations portion. Of all the right. Podcast.
1: I'm going to jump right in with our uh, social distancing um, podcast that has been completely recorded on our phones. Because uh, Chris is a pussy. Far away. Well, it all comes down to I really don't know where Johnny's been. Um, he's kind of disgusting. And I'm pretty sure that not only does he have Rona, he probably has a couple other things.
0: (laughs) That have nothing to do with the core team.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. It's just gross. Uh, (laughs) All right. So I'm going to jump in. So my recommendation is essentially buy any comic from the comic publisher TKO Publishing. Uh, If you buy from them, They will give 50% of that cost to the comic book shop of your choice. So right now, uh, comic distributors, there's essentially one, Diamond, and they are shut down. So they are not sending comic shops any new comics. Uh, Small, obviously, small business owners are getting ravaged right now. Um, You know, comic books are pretty important to uh, us and this podcast uh, and TKO Publishing is doing something totally cool and they so with our reviewed comic Sarah that we reviewed uh, in the last last podcast that was published by TKO Publishing so my comic book shop that I love is uh, comics uh, Toons and Toys TNT and Tustin and it's so once you go to the website and you order you can scroll down and, and pick and pick your comic shop. Yeah and pick And if they don't have, uh, if you don't see it, you can add it in there. And so I just think what they're doing is really cool. And I just seconds before we started recording this segment, I saw that uh, the White House is extending their social distancing till April 30th. So that means another month of wow. All these small businesses that are gonna get screwed. I'm really trying to help as many small businesses as I can. So, anyway, t order something from TKO Publishing. Hey, how did you really, how did you find out about that? Uh, it was from my good friend, uh, Johnny. Can't stand you. Yeah, cause I'm a comic head. <laughs> <laughs> hey, comic head. You know, you know, you're a comic head. You, yeah, no, give credit where credit's due. You're the one who alerted me to that. And I thought that was pretty cool. So I'm uh, stealing your thunder and uh, re- taking it as a recommendation of my own. Nice. Uh And real quick, so Sarah is really good. We recommended that. I read, uh they have another book called Seven Deadly Sins, which is really good. The art is fantastic. And so I ordered something else and i think you have was pound for pound,
0: pound for pound yeah that i'm gonna uh probably on our next episode that'll that'll probably be my pick for uh the the hashtag comic head section
1: nice all right well that's my recommendation what do you got
0: i got um watched this movie uh last night with donnie darko and we loved it it is called uh hunt hunt for wilder People. It's, uh, written and directed by Taika Watati, who did, uh, Jojo Rabbit and, uh, What We Do in the Shadows and Thor Ragnarok. It is awesome. It's about, um, dude, it's about this, uh, little New Zealand kid. He's like 13 and a total troublemaker, and he gets sent to live with, uh, foster parents and, uh. The foster mom passes away, so he's just left with his, his the fa fo- he, he calls him his uh, his uncle, his foster uncle, and uh, the guy's like a New Zealand bushman. So basically, him and the and the uncle take off, and because because once the foster mom dies, they're gonna take him away again, and, and he finally gets settled in. So they end up disappearing and going on the run in the New Zealand bush, and it's really cool, really really funny. Awesome, is it new? It came out in 2016. Oh, okay, I got, we we got it on Netflix. We sent away for it.
1: Okay, so it's not streaming on Netflix.
0: It's not streaming. You gotta you gotta order the DVD. But it is awesome. Really, dude. Uh, Taika watati dude, that guy just he can't miss lately. Everything he's putting out is just gold. In my eyes,
1: no, he's really good.
0: Really, really loved. It's just it's an awesome family movie. Really good.
1: Huh? Right. No, you sold me. And it's and called... normally and normally I don't like your recommendations. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm check it out. Yeah, once again, it's called
0: Hunt for Wilder People. All right. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I guess this is the time, Chris, where you're not working out anymore
1: no that's not true i have my home ghetto workout (laughs) what (laughs) what does that consist of um so i i I do pull-ups i'm doing these aggressive uh (laughs) (laughs) push-ups and uh, i have my exercise bike uh that i've been riding every day i you know what and the whole thing is i'm just trying to i want to give myself an edge for all you lazy jujitsu jitsu people, that jiu is your only workout. So when I oh. get back on the mat, I want to be king.
0: Oh, go ahead, old man. My yeah. joints are healing up as I'm eating beef jerky and cheese, watching movies from my pirate friends. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, so uh, I'm just trying to be king. Okay. You know? I can't yeah. wait. Yeah. Uh, All right. Sorry. So this is the part uh, where you recommend music and I totally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I went real easy for you, Chris. And uh, uh, Pearl Jam just put out their uh, latest album on Friday, uh, Gigaton. And I picked the most listener friendly song on the album. And it's uh, it's uh, it's called Super Blood Wolf Moon.
1: Super blood wolf moon.
0: Yeah, but Eddie Vedder sings it like a super blood wolf moon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so he sings it like with no no vowels,
0: a super blood wolf moon.
1: Yeah, or right. only with vowels. Excuse <laughs> me.
0: Yeah, but uh, but yeah, it's it's the closest song in the album that sounds like Old Pearl Jam, I guess.
1: All right, I'll check it out while I'm doing my ghetto workout. Yeah.
0: So I and. uh... Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Hopefully you like it. We'll do it again. I apologize for the audio in advance.
1: Um, I'm sure Lou, Billy, um, Coach Jeff, or Professor Jeff, uh, a bunch of other people will point out to us how much they didn't like it. All right. I look forward to it. Yes. All right. Well, until the next episode. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye.